Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome and welcome back. Steve Rosenblum at Spiegel Saturday Suckage. We're in our final hour. Back end of the hour, we'll be doing transition with Julie DeCarroll, Maggie Hendricks. But right now, we are welcoming in from MLB.com, Jordan Bastion. He joins us on the Alpamani Ford Hotline, Alpamani Ford, 500 new and used vehicles to choose from. Jordan, this seems like a reg- what we were discussing in October when Theo spoke, November and December and... Every part of the season, they have trouble. The offense is broken, and the bullpen is a question. And here we are again at the most critical stretch of the season. So, Jordan, why aren't you doing your job and changing all that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I need to. I need to ask tougher questions and get angrier on Twitter, and this whole thing <laughs> will go. be solved. Uh, yeah, no, you're exactly right. And I actually thought it was a little refreshing yesterday when we were all talking with Theo. Uh, Miller Park and you know someone kind of asked hey with the deadline looming with these being division games you know do the, are, do the, are these games more meaningful and you know as you well know we're all so used to hearing oh no they all count the same you know every win every game matters uh, yada 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 but it was kind of refreshing to hear uh, Theo Epstein say no these games are more meaningful and and not just because it's the division and how tight this race is and how tight it's going to be the rest of the way but because you know, performance in this stretch right now, not just for the Cubs, but for teams around baseball, are, are going to influence the way teams are approaching this this trade deadline. You know, you think two weeks ago um, the Cubs had this, the big need for the lefty reliever, and maybe they would have uh, been more realistic to go after some of the Giants' uh, top lefty relief arms. And then the Giants go on this run, and now maybe that market has shifted as San Francisco sort of weighs what kind of mode it's in. And then that's where you see, all right, well, strike now, get Derek Holland, try and, you know, take a flyer on this guy and utilize him as a left-on-left guy with his great versus lefty numbers. But it's not that flashy move, and that's because the Giants' play has shifted things so, so dramatically on that front. I think that's just an example of right now how much weight is carried right now. But, you know, to your point, you know, the, the offensive issues really seem um, skewed towards – against left-handed pitching like it's been all year. I think that's kind of been a surprise. I don't think people expected that to be a big issue with the names that are in that lineup um, and and the road record. I mean, 11 of their losses on the road have been by one run, and they've actually, I believe, scored more runs per game on the road. Hmm. The pitching has been worse on the road. And so that's when you have a lot of one-run losses, a lot of times you point to the bullpen, and you saw in Friday's game in Milwaukee the, the chain reaction that led to you know, bullpen breakdown. 
Jordan, um, here is what the tenor of callers, tweeters, texters has been today. And, mm-hmm. and for the most part, I, I have to agree, is that with the importance placed on this stretch of games, Theo willing to say it, <clears throat> Chris Bryant willing to say it the other day, all of us looking at it and seeing it, how do you reach game one of this stretch last night and have Joe Madden only have one left-hander in that bullpen? And it's, and it's Kyle Ryan. I, did they have to make the Tim Collins move to make Ian Happ possible? Did they believe Derek Holland was going to be here by last night? It's, it's a terrible moment to have hampered Joe Madden in that way. Yeah, I think – now, I agree – but when you looked at, like, for instance, when Brandon Kinsler came in and, and he faced Christian Yelich in, in that key situation and Yelich gets the hit that, that gets the run and kind of sets up uh, how that bullpen went, I think Kinsler had allowed a, a one eleven average against lefties this year with a ridiculous OPS against. So even though he's a righty and it's an opposite platoon, he's been very effective against lefties. So I think for one game you think maybe we, you know, we as the Cubs can – can, can make this work for one game. But that was in the moment as Kinsler's jogging in, you, you kind of thought to yourself, oh, this would have been, this would have been that moment where Derek Holland jogs in probably in this situation against this batter potentially. Um, I, I think looking at last night's game in a vacuum, you know, I think what really hindered was the decision which was made earlier in the game to pull Kyle Hendricks. Um, after five innings. He was at 90 pitches. The meat of the lineup was coming up from Milwaukee. But as soon as David Bode hits that homer, you know, you can say, all right, you know, have Hendricks go one more inning potentially and line that bullpen up a little bit better because mm-hmm. Madden was trying to avoid using Pedro Strope. But there is this domino effect. By pulling Hendricks one inning earlier, it forced Madden to try and stretch each reliever a little bit more, a little bit more, and you wind up in that situation where he has to go to Strope went on a day that he was hoping to avoid using them. And I think that was more of the issue last night in a vacuum um, than the absence of a second lefty. It, it sure didn't sound like Hendricks was, was a fan of that. And obviously most starting pitchers want to go a little bit longer, but he said, I had a little more. Joe knew I had a little more. I, boy, at some point you got to trust Kyle Hendricks to go through the lineup the third time, don't you, when you're as limited as, as Joe was in that moment. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're also Wayne that he just recently came off the injured list. He's been building back up. They're also trying. They were, you know, Joe said he was factoring in um, the days of rest and, and bringing Hendricks back on regular rest against St. Louis because they had the little rotation shuffle with John Lester being scratched due to illness. So there were some other elements that played into it. And again, at 90 pitches with the meat of the lineup coming up, he thought, "Hey, you know, this makes sense." But you know, as we just mentioned, it caused this domino effect that in hindsight we can say, hey, yeah, that didn't work out. And it was a little predictable in the moment to say, I can see a red flag here and where this game could now go off the rails. But as Madden mentioned, and as we kind of alluded to earlier, when you only score two runs against Gio Gonzalez, who's hitting 90-91, left the game with a shoulder injury, um, you end up with four hits in the game, two by Chris Bryant, uh, yeah, I think that sort of throws all these other things we're talking about under the microscope even more and kind of really highlights the, the, the flaws in, in these other little sort of chess match decisions. Mm-hmm. If they score more than two runs, these are all moot points. They didn't even get a runner in scoring position. 
Right. I mean, they didn't even they couldn't even fail with runners in scoring position. The Brewers, meanwhile, went <clears throat> two for six, and both came with two outs. That's where their key hits were. Sometimes numbers are just numbers. Sometimes they tell a story. So you tell me which is which in this case, Jordan. Jordan Bastian of MLB.com is our guest. Cubs are one and four on this road trip. They've they've lost three one run games, all in their mm-hmm. opponents' last at bats, and they're four and thirteen against the division on the road. Just the way things worked out, sign of something bigger, something can be changed, or just numbers in baseball. Yeah, I mean, again, when you look at what's been the difference between home and road for the, for the whole season, it's the team's ERA and it's the, it's the bullpen's performance as well. And so I think, again, when you're looking at one-run losses, you're looking at maybe some bullpen issues. And, and Pedro Strope is clearly not the Pedro Strope that Cubs fans are used to seeing and not the Strope that Joe Madden is used to relying on. You know, his velocity is down. I think he averaged around 92 on his fastball last night. I, I don't know if they've, you guys have seen him at 92 in Chicago in his tenure here. I mean, that's low. You know, he's, he's having trouble locating. When you looked at the pitch that Ben Gamble hit for the, the go-ahead single, you know, where uh, Contreras was set up and where the pitch wound up up in the zone – I mean, he's clearly having location issues. Velocity's not there. And I think that sort of plays into this recent stretch of games when you're looking at this specific road trip. So, um, again, it's when you look at the road, the offense has actually been as good or maybe slightly better on the road. It comes down to the pitching. The ERA on the road, I believe, is more than a run higher than it has been at Wrigley Field this year. And as Theo said several weeks ago, the Cubs can't keep relying on having – great homestands to make up for losses on the road. At some point, they've got to figure this out, especially to your point against division opponents. I think they have the most division games left of any NL Central team, and they're in the midst of a nine-game stretch against the Brewers and the Cardinals. The Cardinals, who are hot right now and are in first place for the first time since early May, you know, these are going to be some important games here, as we keep saying, um, over the next week. So that being said, we were discussing this earlier, Jordan. Don't the Cubs need two arms in the bullpen, not not including Derek Holland? Only if one reason is you need to bulk up the bullpen. Another is Joe Madden likes to get guys into a game as soon as they get here. You saw with Ian Happ. I just mm-hmm. want I want two new relievers just to see what they look at, look like to test drive, so I don't have to look at at Pedro Strope again and maybe Kinsler or maybe Ciszek too much. So do you agree they need at least two more? I think that would be ideal. Um, I think, you know, if Holland can be the left-on-left guys they want, you know, I think there's potential for them there for him to have a greater impact than maybe fans think because you look at his overall numbers and they don't look great. But when you really hone in on what he's done just against lefties, there's potential there for him to, to sort of be that guy that, that they've been needing. Um, but, yeah, and if you don't go get that second arm, like you're saying, then maybe for the time being, you've just got to shuffle things around. And, you know, as much as he's leaned on C-Sheck, Joe Madden, and leaned on Brandon Kinsler this year, maybe view them as the primary setup guys mm-hmm. ahead of Kimbrell rather than keep going to Strope in that situation. And again, last night he was trying to avoid Strope, and that's where, I said, it kind of goes back to earlier in the game decisions that were made that had that domino effect. But if it's not getting a second arm, it's, 
tweaking roles until guys get right. Yeah, you know, Strope in the eight outings since the break has given up runs three times. I think he's allowed inherited runners to score twice. Last 17 games, it's an OPS against of 877. It's it's time to give that role to a non-Strope human. I wonder <laughs> I wonder if it's Rowan Wick. 16 straight appearances without giving up a run for Rowan Wick, including the mm-hmm. minors. I mean, there's lots of history of a young reliever kind of finding it uh, late in the season for different teams along the way. And, and so, so maybe Rowan Wick gets that chance soon. Yeah, maybe. And I, and I think because he's so young, you know, it's rare that you see a guy uh, get thrown into those situ- situations, you know, thrown into the fire, so to speak. But as you've mentioned, he's kind of on this, this run and, and you want to ride the hot hand in certain situations. Um, you know, I think Kinsler has the ability to, to be that type of guy in the late innings. Obviously, we know Cishek can do it as well. Um, and maybe Holland can help sort of fill in with, with matchups. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you need to, hey, you know, if Strope needs to be down a day and you want to give Rowan Wick a look, I mean, these are the times to do it. You're at the deadline. This is an evaluation period. And you need to see even after the deadline over the next few weeks, what does this bullpen look like matchup-wise, role-wise, yeah. as you get deeper into the season and the games division-wise continue to carry so much weight you know, because October right now, I mean, you can plan all you want, but it's not a given the way this division's Starts going. Hey, 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 Jordan, uh, one more thing. Before the game, Theo said that they have options at AAA in terms of the bullpen. Is he talking mm-hmm. about Dylan Maples again or Carl Edwards again? Or is he talking about James Norwood or Daniel or a Holson, the lefty Danny Holson? Who is he talking about? Do we know? I, would have, I think that's more the group that you've seen kind yeah. of the, that Iowa shuttle that's come back and forth. Yeah. You know, the the Edwards, the Maples, those guys that you've mentioned. I think those are the those are the guys he's kind of referencing there when he when he's citing the bullpen depth behind the current group. Okay. And maybe James Norwood has been on that shuttle too. Right. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Well, what about what about um um why am I drawing? Stevie Wilkerson. He can play the outfield and he can relieve. Maybe maybe they bring in the Baltimore Orioles guy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Cuz he got a save the other day. It's more than you trust. It's Pedro Strope. Hey, man, the Pirates used three position players as pitchers in the same game the other day. I was willing to use them last night once I saw Strope coming in for the bullpen. (laughs) Jordan, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. No problem. Anytime, guys. Jordan Bastion, MLB.com. I'll tell you, um, they had to use Chatwood the other day for Lester, but I've been dreaming of high-leverage Chatwood for a while now. I've talked about it, been dreaming of it. I mean, that dude has strikeout stuff. I, you know, um, now, now that, that Lester's back and I don't, you know, as soon as Hamels comes back, Chatwood ought to be in that mix uh, to find lightning in the, in the high leverage bottle as well. Wow. Okay. He's, I mean, Baseball he's, talk. He, and, and he has, he has been, he has uh, been an adult this year yes. and been able to find reliable. the plate reliable in yeah. a lot of different ways. I think he would not be intimidated by those moments either. See, I didn't. I wouldn't have had a problem with him coming in to replace Hendricks. It's almost like a mop. Not, it's almost like an extended start when when you pull Hendricks at that point and you let Chatwood come in. You're going to get two extra innings out of him, and then you can set up your short end of your bullpen. Yeah, but he just threw for Lester. He just covered for Lester. Was it? Oh, he did. Right? Was it Wednesday? So th- this would have been. It, so it was too soon. So it's his throw day. Uh, not the second day. The third day is usually the throw oh, day. He, right? do, he would have come in. He yeah. would have done that. All right. We'll take a break. When we come back, um, hit and run and pints of Guinness. I think we're going to cover all that and whatever random things we have. Rosenblum and Spiegel, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Steve, can I tell you something? You can tell me everything. I'm here for you. I'm your emotional support co-host. Prince Amukamura was asked today about several things at Bears Camp. And uh, this is a, uh, a tweet thread from uh, Jason Leeser, Chicago Bears beat writer for the Sun-Times these days. And he was asked about uh, Matt Nagy um, and asked about... Uh, nutritionist stuff. He said, Matt Nagy will mention what our nutritionist has prepared for us as a dessert. They'll say butterscotch, M&Ms, and then I'll say we have peanuts. But everyone's just like, what did he say? What did he say? I guess it's how they pronounce it in Pennsylvania. Uh, Mitch Trubisky showed me the take me out to the ball game thing, and I was like, oh, my goodness. But that's just his accent. That's just how he says it. <laughs> Prince, Prince of got caught off guard, but <laughs> we got butterscotch and if you want, you can put yeah. pe- peanuts on your ice cream as well. And Mitch has that probably on his phone on regular, <laughs> whatever it passes hey, for speed dial, hey, speed Prince, video. Yeah, hey, Prince, hey, Prince, come here. I got this saved here. That might be his ringtone. <laughs> Buy me some. Okay. Buy me some peanuts and cracker hey, jack. You can only play that once. You the, can't and, play it. It's really, whatever the rules are. Twice an hour. I've never had that on ice cream. And I, no. I you know, or the other way around, really. Yes. No, I have. <laughs> I, I have. Some, you get creative sometimes. So, <sighs> hit and run tomorrow. Yeah, tell, man. Tell us about it. Share. Nine o'clock tomorrow. Yes, Share sir. with the crowd. Uh, Matthew Trueblood writes some really interesting stuff for Baseball Prospectus. Really smart dude. Um, and uh, he, which is why he's never been a guest on Saturday Suck. It could be, could be. But he's um, he spends he he's I believe he's from here and he spends a lot of time here and he, he's going to be here soon this weekend. He's here, so yada yada. He's coming in and he's going to sit with me for about an hour it's not tomorrow. His show, uh, but he's going to be on that. Correct. Show. So he'll be with me for the ten o'clock hour. Well, Matthew Trueblood, and we'll talk about a lot of things, including uh, some pitching infrastructure questions about the way the Cubs have done business over the last couple of years. There is, there's a, there's a thought among some people that, um, that as smart as Theo and Jed and Jason McLeod have been for a long time, mm-hmm. that other organizations have been smarter in well, recent years. How many, what starting pitchers do they have? What, what have they brought? What starting pitchers have they brought to the majors? What bullpen pitchers have they brought to the majors? That too. That can stick. Questions one and one A. All those pitchers that have been drafted over the last four or five years, and you can't find a sixth inning guy, seventh inning guy out of them. You got to go spend money. You got to go spend assets for, for bullpen guy, guys. Ninth inning guy, first inning guy, over and over, and over, and over and over and over again. You so can't what even is it? Find an opener. So what are the Astros doing? What are the Dodgers doing? What are the Braves doing that perhaps the Cubs might not be doing? is uh, some of the questions we'll Good. be talking about tomorrow. That's, that's quite, quite topical, as it turns out.
Yeah, I think it is. I yeah. think it is. You know, it's start and then start to finish. Man, there's so much stuff going on, and you know how for a long time there, and we'll talk about a lot of this tomorrow. There were certain front offices that were ahead of other front offices. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of front offices have caught up and stuff like that. There's you know, there's not many suckers at the table anymore, that kind of thing. But now, Thank you, Mike McDermott. Certain pitchers. Certain pitchers are going outside of their organizations and finding the smart people or finding people that unlock possibilities for them and then coming back to their organizations and having to fight to, to do the stuff they want or try to drag their organizations up. Say what you want about Trevor Bauer's politics or his tweets, which, may, uh, which offend people sometimes, yada, yada. But what he has discovered and learned out there in the universe outside of MLB and then brought to the Indians is astounding. Pitch design. Like, these Edgertronic cameras, mm-hmm. that, that he gets pissed when the Indians don't use the Edgertronic cameras for every one of his starts. He gets pissed when they don't use it to tape certain guys he wants to scout. Mm-hmm. He wants to gather information. Marcus Stroman pitched against them Last year, at the time, he's like, can you get me Stroman? Fill me Stroman. Got one inning. Stroman, he was angry, but he wanted to figure out what Stroman does with his slider and how he can do it. And with these Edgertronic cameras, these thousands of frames per second, he figured, oh, okay. So the thumb is falling off just a little bit earlier. At and, that point, yeah. Oh, my, it, it's outrageous, the stuff that certain pitchers are learning and willing to bring in, and then the organization has to catch up or not. So it's just... Where the wisdom is on the spectrum can come at you from any direction now. You know what I mean? Anybody can bring it into the circle, and you better be ready to listen to anybody. All right, so you didn't do hit and run last week. Didn't. Because, share with the class. I was it's in travelogue time with Matt. I was, in, I was in Ireland. Jolly old Ireland? No, jolly old London. Ireland, not so jolly. And I found out not why. Not so jolly? Well... There's, they are jolly, but there's a Shane sadness. Lowry is winning. The Irish guy is winning the British Open, winning the Open. There's a sadness and a heaviness underneath uh, the, 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 the drinking and the levity of Ireland. And I think it has to do with the 800 vicious years of British rule. Mm. Because That'll do it to you. My God. I hadn't really known a, a lot of that history of Oliver Cromwell and just like the horrific things that the British did. To the Irish, just wiping out half the population, shall we? Um, but I went on these beautiful tours of the Irish countryside, the Cliffs of Moher, um, the Giant's Causeway, which is astounding. I walked across a rope bridge, the Caracareed Rope Bridge. Really? I felt like I was in Romancing the Stone. <laughs> in Cartagena? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, and just, But all, along the way, you learn this level of history from the tour guides, about like how they were mistreated, building stone walls for nothing, just to like for one penny a day, and these stone walls are completely useless. But the British had them build it, so it looked like they were paying the Irish for something because people were pissed about it. But it's like that sadness and that anger is underneath the whole culture. It's underneath everything and all of a sudden a lot more made sense to me all the drinking made sense it really did yep. and then i took part in all of the drinking i learned a lot about you. learned a lot about irish whiskey on this trip share with the class they're in in actual ireland irish whiskey yeah share with the class. well i mean scotch is more complex scotch has a lot more layers and you know um flavor profile details in my opinion 
But there are there are, are levels and layers to Irish whiskey I had not granted. You got to drink the the higher stuff and the better, more expensive stuff. But I, I learned some things. I would not sure. know. Me and dark liquors, we've not gotten along since a since a faded no. New Year's Eve and New Year's Day spent in an emergency room. So that was I understand. You know, puking outside our hostess's front door was probably not the best move, and it's not where it ended either. Yeah. So, so me and dark liquors have not been friends. I understand. Well, the Guinness, the Guinness storehouse, learning about the history of Guinness and like and tasting rooms. Oh, or tasting rooms. Tasting rooms. rooms ab- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That that was a phenomenal tour. I highly recommend. And then just like. You, you know how some stuff in this town can feel old? Like, hey, I was at the Union League Club or the University Club. That's been there since uh, 1905. Hey, wow. Right, well, the Water Tower, 1871. The oh, sign of the- 1871, that's awesome. I drank at a bar that had been there since the year 1148. <laughs> <laughs> the Brazen Head. There's been an alehouse on I- that spot since the year 1148. Yeah. People have been drinking there. Okay, and was Sam alone the bartender there? <laughs> Man, it was that was so cool that place. And like, and you're looking at it like, wow, I've been in a uh, hundred bars in Chicago that dream of trying to look like this, and this is right. actually just it is what it is. Have you been into Fado? How does that compare to to what the, with the bar you were in? Oh no, where, where's Fado? Fado is up on I want to say Illinois. Or Grand and maybe LaSalle. Ah, uh, okay. Something like that. No. I don't know. People line up at 2.30 in the morning to watch soccer. They yeah, watch sure. They games. That's one of the places. The, this, like, the whole culture of that. And, like, I'm in this bar called the Confession Box. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is where... <laughs> Mixing church and... <laughs> Brilliant, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, this bar. And it was always called the Confession Box. This is where uh, Michael Collins and the revolutionaries planned the overthrow 100 years ago. Right here. This oh. is where they In the room where it happened. In the, the room where it happened. Exactly. That was the Irish version. Right. So I'm sitting, sitting right there. And, so uh, all in all, it was a good... Now, so what phenomenal. did you bring back? Trinkets? Did you bring back gifts, souvenirs? Did you buy yourself memorabilia? I I bought a couple things. I have a seven-year-old, so I kept looking around for stuff uh, for Mm -hmm. him. So yeah, got a got a couple things. Nothing of nothing of consequence. Um, Would not you say you got an eighteen-year-old? You're talking scotch as opposed or whiskey, right? Exactly as opposed to. Uh uh, But uh, but my my God, I just I. Dublin is an awesome walking city and they're building like crazy. Uh, just it's growing and expanding like crazy. But to actually go and see the countryside, I felt like I was inside the screensaver. Some of those places <laughs> like the blues and the greens and the cliffs and the holy hell, mm-hmm. what am I doing here? Saw some pictures when my son's fiance went with her sister on a on a girl's on a sister's trip to Ireland. It was, it was gorgeous. It was it was postcard stuff like no, nothing. Not, only Wrigley Field looks like this. Only Wrigley Field is this emerald of a... Because when you... You know, the first trip to Wrigley, if you're walking in, you walk in the gates at, at Clark and Addison, yeah. and then you walk up that ramp. That experience. That ballpark experience. That's gorgeous. That yes. will always stick with me. And then she's showing me pictures like, okay, all of Ireland is Wrigley Field. That's what it is. It's, that's the way the pictures seem. Yes. Is that what you... Your bus rides from this tour, from all that tour? All of it. So much crazy green. So much preposterous green. So it's a real deal. And I... I um, I, I, but yes, you mentioned Shane Lowry, the Irishman, who won the British Open. At... at in Ireland. In, in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, yeah, Port Rush. And then he was in Dublin last week, all week, apparently drinking at a different pub every night. 
just with people. What, was that in celebration or was that because he's Irish? It's a great question. It's a great question. I don't know. That's right. And he, so did, I suppose he brought the claret jug with him. I, I would assume so. I didn't see it. I didn't see him. They should have let me know. Right. I was just glad they let a Jew in. You know what I mean? I was just... Uh, Were you worried about that? No, not really. <laughs> let a Jew back into the United States. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that, and by the way, we have a, what I believe is a first for... Because the Claret Jug reminds me of uh, Stanley Cup and all the drinking of the... As you pass it around and yeah. everybody gets a day with it. And in St. Louis, Pat Maroon, the native St. Louisan, as the Blues celebrated, they put, of course, in the Stanley Cup, in yeah. the cup itself, toasted ravioli. They were eating toasted ravioli and marinara sauce out of the, the, the cup itself. <laughs> I like that. I mean, the Blues are having a good time. They should have. It's taken long enough to get there. All right, we'll take a break. We will get to transition with Julie Caro and Maggie Hendricks. The bottom of the hour is brought to you by Northwestern Football. Don't miss your chance to watch Big Ten football at Ryan Field this fall. As the number 17 Northwestern Wildcats host Ohio State, Iowa, and more. Season tickets on sale now at nusports.com. And bottom of the hour is brought to you by Anthony Buick, GMC, and Gurney. July is a great time to buy at Anthony Buick, GMC. There are over 400 vehicles with huge savings on every Buick and GMC truck. GMC, they are professional grade. Anthony Buick, GMC. Visit anthonygurney.com. And as long as we're discussing drinking, I just I wanted to save this for what usually is the emptying out the notebook at the end. Yeah. Pac-12 Media Day, Utah defensive end Bradley and I was asked what it's like to go play BYU in Provo. And his quote was, there's nothing worse than playing in front of 60,000 sober white people. <laughs> That'll stoke the rivalry, as long as we're talking drinking. All right, we'll, we'll take a break, and we'll talk with Julie and Maggie. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome and welcome back saturday suckage rosenblum and spiegel we welcome into the show, we've been doing the pregame show for the Julie and Maggie show. <laughs> That's right. Julie Carroll, Maggie Hendricks, and I'm reading, i surprised you're here, Julie. When do you go to northern Minnesota? I'm reading this tweet. After this show. After this show. Yes. So what's this? I thought it was A, and now it's so. No, it's so. 
So speak like a northern um, Minnesotan. So we're going to go out to the cabin this weekend and then probably do some fishing. So. Oh, yeah. see, like Marge from Fargo. Yeah, exactly. Oh. That was a very much northern Minnesota accent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I wasn't quite sure. I, I wanted to... It's not often that you could have the person tweeting that actually do the audio book for it. And here she is in the studio. <laughs> we need more of it. that. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's audio Twitter. So we'll, uh, we were discussing the Cubs bullpen and wondering uh-huh. when they get one. Since, <laughs> since they knew about it in October and November and December, and the problem still exists, and I blamed Theo for last night's loss when you leave Joe Madden with one left-hander, and the reigning MVP is a left-handed hitter, and you don't have another left-hander the manager can use. I don't blame... I don't... I mean, I've had it with Joe grabbing guys early. I'm really, really over it. And I get he loves to play the matchups, but sometimes if you've got a pitcher who's cruising, you just got to let him go. It, you know, the other day when I was out at Wrigley, Matt, you were there, when Darvish was absolutely flying, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Kyle Schwarber comes out with a bat in his hand, and we were like, what's he doing? Yeah. Like. I, yes, I, no one can figure out what Kyle Schwarber's doing with a bat in his no, hand. No, but I mean... <laughs> but no one can figure out what the manager's Darvish, doing either. Like, yeah, let him go Schwarber to the seventh can. inning. You, you don't have the luxury of putting Pedro Strope in the eighth inning anymore. Especially when the starters are your strength. That's their, your big money. Mm-hmm. They, it is clearly your strength. They have actually lived up to it for the most part yeah. in terms of reliability and giving it to you. And your bullpen is what it is. You're coming off an off day, so they're feeling like that. I, it's... Joe and Hendricks um, have had a thing for a long, long time where Joe doesn't Game trust seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, there's that. Uh, but, yeah, Joe, Joe tends to not trust Kyle as long as Kyle yeah. would like to go. I agree. And it, it was a problem yesterday. It absolutely had a domino effect on everything. But I just – the whole thing feels he so distressing still, to me. He could still do that. He could still do that if he had the other left-hander. If Theo Epstein, who declares this the big series, the big nine-game stretch – as important because of the trading deadline and you're facing division teams and you can't win on the road and you leave your guy with one left-hander you could trust? Yeah, I wonder if they thought Derek Holland would be here. I don't think you DFA Tim Collins and leave yourself single lefty scenario. Still a mistake by management. Yeah, right. It's the same mistakes. I've been trying to get through one game with, uh, with one lefty. And their offense is broken. Offense so is broken. <laughs> so we've got a lot a to talk about He's today. He's not a major league regular. Oh, you know what? I don't want to hear it. Okay. Is it because of the braids? <laughs> yes. Exactly. No, I, I, is that why I have a thing for a man with a bandana. All right. I'm a big fan of bandanas. I, it's just not where I expected his very curly hair to be going into the braids direction. I didn't even see it. What did I miss? Oh, I'll have to show you on the, I'll show okay. you on the gram. He, uh, he's, it's not like like cornrows, but he's got braids going now. I mean, All when right. you have that much thick curly hair, you got to do something with that. I've got a thick curly hair child at home who keeps trying to put it into a man bun, but well, it's just you. not. You're well, a thick curly a, hair child. Yes, but I'm a woman, so I can have long hair. My kid is trying to get it into a man bun, and it just sticks straight up on top of his head like he's a toddler. Like his Aww. carrot top. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Does he have to go through an awkward phase like that to get there? This is just, it's like when you're trying to grow a beard yeah, as maybe. a dude, and you're like, oh, yeah. man, this looks horrendous. Come then, on. Then Come on, hair. You look like Jonathan Taves during the Stanley Cup run. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's an yeah. ugly. Yeah, you, you called it the gram. It reminds me, I forgot to tell you about this. In Ireland, there was like, so there's this, this place, Giant's Causeway. It has these crazy rocks everywhere, and people are climbing and putting themselves in precarious situations, and 
and why are you doing that? And then there was this one guy who's like climbing on this rock so high up, and it's like, what are you doing? And his, his, a family member was screaming at him, and it was in a Jamaican accent, but it was the best. It was like, it was like, hey, man, don't, why are you risking your life for the gram? <laughs> don't risk your life for the gram, man. Don't do it. So uh, that just became the mantra of the rest of the trip. You know? Don't risk your life for the gram. Because, <laughs> like, you go to the cliffs of more, like, there's the cliffs there, and if you want to, you could try to take a selfie on the edge and plummet to your death. There's, there's, wisdom. Yeah. there's wisdom. There's wisdom in there. Don't risk your life for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> So, if you had, it, if you, what do you expect them to do with the trade deadline, which is coming up, um, and they have a one-game lead in the wild card, and now it's really dicey. What do you expect them to do? I think what they're going you, after. Well, I think that the fact that Ian Happ is up, to me, signals they're focusing on pitching. I think so too. Yes. There, it, and the and fact whatever that whatever the Zobris news is means they're done with second base. So now, now they need somebody to hit left-handed pitching. Yeah. Who is that? It's supposed to be Ian Happ. Out there. It's supposed to be Zobris, too, right? He hits everything? Uh, yeah. Professionally? It's going to be me and Julie. That's who's going to be. That's I can who lean can, into a pitch. Yeah. I can proud. lean into a pitch if, if they're just like, here, take it. And, you know, and I know I'm going to have a busted arm and it's going to be bad enough. But for the right amount of money, sure, I can get on base. Bring in a pinch runner, and there you go. The Cubs mm. have the World Series. Yeah, I think we have a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a movie. Well, there was a, um, the, the MLB.com was writing about what the Cubs need to do, what they should do, and he was talking about two relievers. You like Chris Martin, who hadn't walked anybody until he wrote about him. He hadn't walked anybody since <laughs> April 30th, then he wrote about him as a, as a target for the Cubs, and he walked somebody last night. But that was one of them, and, and, and also stressed the need for Nick Castellanos, whatever your defense, however bad it's going to be with him in the outfield, Castellanos hits left-handed pitching. It's yeah, since 2018. The only guys who have done it better are Judge, J.D. Martinez, and Mike Trout. They're yeah, not available. He's sort of Pedro Serrano, though, right? I mean, if you throw him anything other than a fastball, he struggles. He hits left-handed pitching. <laughs> and last night, the Cubs couldn't hit a guy throwing 91. And they all got suckered for high heat the way the Dodgers suckered them in the playoffs. So, so what? Let him be Serrano. I don't, what are you going to give up for him, though? Nothing. He's a rental. Dennis Haysberg. You're still going to have to give something up. <laughs> Dennis Haysberg. <laughs> yes. And a commercial to be named later. Insurance. Yeah, right. Can you, yeah. Can you get insurance? Yes. You get life insurance. Right. That's what we're giving up. Somehow through that. It, 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 it wouldn't feel so distressing if it wasn't the same exact issues we've been talking about since last November. And lead off. Shoot. Since last November, since last May. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Right? It's a, I, I just think Pedro Strope being this, this bad and this unreliable was just, just too much. And the audio, offenses look broken, and they're on a road trip. I, I don't understand. We, we asked Jordan Bastian of MLB.com, and he said it's simply the bullpen. The reason the road record's so bad is the bullpen's ERA is one run higher on the road than at home, and that's what it comes down to. The offense isn't that different. But the offense, even the World Series year, it's been all or nothing. It's been 10 runs or no runs. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing on this road trip. With, they scored two runs last night in a game they got to get. And it's in a place they've had good success. They've got a winning record in Milwaukee since Miller Park opened. 
I, I don't know. Fear the Cardinals. Uh, remember that thing Paul Goldschmidt did last year uh, through the 3rd of June <laughs> last year? He was hitting 325 with a th- – or, or sorry, the on-base percentage was 325 and a 396 slugging. That's last year uh, through June the 3rd. After that, his on-base was 424 and his slugging was 606 and he had 25 home runs. So he like flips a switch. And he flipped the switch this past week. What would you, you say, Steve? It was a home run Monday? A home run Monday. Yeah. A home run Tuesday. That's good, yeah. A home run Wednesday. Wednesday's good. Home run Thursday. Gotcha. So how was your week? I said, I said before that the All-Star breaks, we better hope St. Louis doesn't get Goldschmidt going, and here we are. Here you are. He's reacting just like a guy who, who experienced the weight of that big contract, got to the All-Star break, took a breath, and now he's Paul Goldschmidt again. It's the worst thing especially the way he hits some regulars. All right. Well, you can hate him for the for the really leading right into the Cubs game where you can hate the Brewers and Ryan Braun and okay. Kristen Yelich and all of them. We're going to say goodbye. We're going to thank David Schuster, Mark Grody, Jordan Bastion. We're going to thank Zach Withers and Sean Anderson for doing whatever they did. We can't see them. We don't know. Thank Matt Spiegel. Hit and run tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So, kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.